What's up, bro? This is Impact Wrestling superstar Robbie E, and you are listening to the WNS Podcast. Oh! You are now listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Abair, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I am Tyler Abair. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 273 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Um, at WNS Podcast, at uh, WNS underscore Daniel, and at Tyler underscore Abraham. Twitter. There you if go. you want to follow the accounts, then I guess go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Do what Give you want to do. Give us a follow if you if you so desire. We, will, we welcome all followers. Yes. Right, Tyler? And Daniel will follow you. No. Oh. He said no. Daniel's a big soon. follow for follow guy. I am not a big follow for follow <laughs> I'll match you follows. No, yep. I will not. I like, try to keep it around 100. Oh, no. You know, those lucky few. Yep. If you get on his good side. If you get on my good side, I might give you yeah, a follow. You know, you know. Just, you know, like sometimes just check in and compliment him, you know. Yeah, it makes Hey, it, you're looking good today. It makes dude. it more special. But like, dude, you're one of the 100. You're one of the 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So welcome to the show. Got lots to talk about this week. We've got some feedback. We're going to talk about payback. We're going to discuss Raw. We've got some hot topics, Q&A, all that good stuff. Of- we got some feedback. We got some payback. And we got some Ryback. Yes, we do. We do have some Ryback to discuss. Uh, before we get on to, into that, how you guys doing? Doing all right, sir. Yeah? Having a good day? Mm-hmm. Not too bad? Got Not some too bad. sun? Got some sun. Yeah? Yes. Very good yes. stuff. Always nice. Doug, how are you? Uh, you know, just... Got the, some sun as well? <laughs> just, you know, working a soul-crushing job that oh. steals all my time and... My will to keep living. You know, the, the usual. Well, don't let it take that. What's up with you? We need you here on the show. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. The well, usual. What's up yeah. with you? I want to oh. bust down the door and kick some people in the teeth. Just tell me who to kick in the teeth. Let's do it. Let's go. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, at me. Okay. What did I do? Get over there, Daniel. <laughs> just want to see him kick you in the teeth. <laughs> I just thought in it would teeth. be I just thought it would be uh, entertaining. I don't know. I spent all those years wearing braces. Whoa, 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 man. It was his birthday a few days ago. So set it up. Get his birthday's there. over. Yeah, no, but it and was his close. birthday wish was for me to give Noah a painful high five. No, he said no. No. Oh, all right. Well, I guess I'll call my orthodontist and get the braces <laughs> again. Get ready Schedule for that. appointment. Braces are for suckers. Give me fake teeth. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. So, uh, so yeah. All in all, not too bad of a weekend. I bought a new car. Yeah, he did. Oh. So. Sweet. Good stuff, yeah. yeah. New rides, and now my truck won't be breaking down on the side of the road. Woohoo! So. And he said he, his ride is for friends, so guess what? He's taking us everywhere now. Some places, yes. Everywhere. Uh, well, not everywhere. Yeah. Take us to your work. All right. Be somewhere where I can meet you. And okay. Maybe Take me to Houston. You. It'll depend. You got some gas money? I will give you money when it when it really counts. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is like whenever you feel like it, or 
All right, we'll see how that goes. So welcome to the show. Let's uh, kick things off with an iTunes review. Uh, we always love hearing uh, our reviews on iTunes, so if you happen to be listening on iTunes, feel free to give us a review, and maybe we'll read it if it's really nice. Uh, and this one is very nice. It's coming from First Name Turner, who gave us five stars. The topic is WN Yes Podcast. And the, uh, and the review says, Love the show. I'll listen every Sunday on my truck route. And it makes time fly by. Daniel was a great host. Hashtag how you guys doing? I love when Tyler edits Daniel's notes. Hashtag poop Rusev. Good, good, good stuff. <laughs> and even love hearing Doug whenever he's there instead of work. Hashtag fund WNS. Uh, I hardly have time to watch the WWE anymore. So thank you guys for keeping up with it and keeping us wrestling fans informed. Keep up the great work. So thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you, Turner. We appreciate it. It's always nice to to hear from our listeners. Make sure that we still have listeners and all that good stuff. So yeah, thank so you. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And with that being said, let's go into some feedback. We've got a couple a uh, couple comments uh, in regards to last week's episode. First one's coming to us from Ace McSpade saying, "Hey guys, thanks for answering my question on the show. Much appreciated. Cheers. So you're welcome. Thank you. Cheers. And uh, Cheers. final bit of feedback we have from Victor. Victor saying, "I don't think." I don't think Doug is wrong here about China. For WWE, it's all about name recognition and image, nothing else, especially when calling people legends or future Hall of Famers. The issue lies in that their mindset is different from our own. It's fans like us who will look at things objectively, not them. And that's a very common thing I find in several fandoms and how they judge their favorite characters and performers. So no worries. You're not alone in this, dude. Uh, Cool. I mean, thanks for uh, weighing in, Victor. I thought... um and I think this is the only thing anyone said about the whole China deal. So mm-hmm. it was nice. I expected to be like on an island on that one, and uh, it was nice that you know somebody uh, could see my point of views. Yeah, cool. As far as comments, you they were one hundred percent in support of you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone <laughs> like anyone like tried to. I was I was rather hoping someone would make a compelling case because mm-hmm. I don't I I don't I, I would you know. Someone would love to hear from him. Yeah, I mean, I I would, you know, like take an honest look at someone's like case if they made a compelling enough case. And maybe maybe I am wrong. I just didn't necessarily see that she was like a slam dunk Hall of Famer. Right. Uh, I mean, and and something like that. The discussion that we had last week got me thinking about uh, Daniel Bryan and his recent uh, retirement. Uh, in the eyes of WWE fans, did he have a Hall of Fame career? You know. I, and and that would be something f- that would be up for debate one day. Like maybe one day they'll put him in, but I don't think he's going to be one of those first rounders. Who knows? Well, I don't think he he's thought of by them as like um as a he's not the kind of guy who I think they're going to rush to put in like right after he's done. Right. So um, but I do think he is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um. But he's not like a Cena, I think, is the, or a Taker is, I think, yeah. someone they view is, like, when they're done, we're going to go ahead and get this guy in. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Brian is, like, a surefire Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. He moved a, uh, a generation of wrestling fans to form the Yes Movement. It's really good stuff. But with that being said, let's dive on into f- uh, Payback, which happened this past let's Sunday. Let's dive back into Feedback. Feedback, yes. And then Ryback later on. Um, we kick things off the uh, the kickoff match 
Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin. And, uh, Which is where I thought they were prom- uh, bah, promoting um, the next match. I thought that was going to be first. The uh, U.S. Right title back. match? Yeah, I thought that was going to be first. I, f- I didn't know that this was going to be a kickoff match. I thought it was going to be on the main card. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a, an interesting turn of events for the WWE to do. Um, but Dolph Ziggler going up against Baron Corbin. Not a whole lot to, to serves my memory for it, but um, Dolph Ziggler ended up getting the win. I think all three of us, I have to go back and, and look at our I believe we all picked Baron Corbin. I believe so. But uh, but Dolph Ziggler ends up getting the the victory on it. Uh, Doug, did you get to check out the uh, the kickoff matches? Yeah, I did. What'd you I think mean, of I was uh, I watched late, but I did get back to the beginning mm-hmm. to uh, watch it from the beginning, which kept me up like unreasonably late. Uh-oh. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I saw the match. I thought it was solid match. Uh, I was surprised that Ziggler went over here. He didn't feel like uh, the time to beat Corbin mm-hmm. yet. Uh, but ultimately, I, I didn't really have a problem with the finish in that it was just sort of a sneaky, like, roll-up type of a thing. No. I would have liked to have seen, like, Corbin be, like, a, a little more frustrated than he he looked agitated, but I would have rather him. I mean, I guess Ziggler is sort well, that's of... that's the most emotion you're probably going to get out of him, so... I think you're selling Corbin a little <laughs> bit short. I think he's got some potential. He does. And, uh, I mean, I was going to say I would have liked to have seen, like, a beat... Like, a sort of a, him beat him down, like, mm-hmm. out of frustration, but Ziggler did sort of haul ass. He just, like, rolled out yeah. and took off. Yeah. I think the, so, the thing that I keep on saying is I think he's just, uh pretty plain face when he walks out but his emotion and stuff in the ring has gotten better but like yeah. when he walks out i think he's just you know regular face doesn't show like he's angry or piss or ready to do all this he's just blank well, face I, th- I think it's i think the intent with his walk to the ring is is like a a calm like confidence i think is suppose supposedly what okay he's i can see that then like he's just sort of like unaffected because he's confident in himself he's not like too um, like over emotional about whatever. He doesn't care about the. Fans. He, he definitely shows confidence in his character. Yeah, for sure. And his facial expressions during the match have definitely improved since he first got going. Obviously, you know, whenever you're having ten second matches, you can't do a whole lot. And I still have that bad habit. I, I'm. I know it sounds bad. I'm still gonna make it that you know blank face when he walks down to the ring. So mm-hmm. I still. Stoic. I still say that. So yeah. But uh, Dolph Ziggler does end up getting the victory, uh, which brings us into the next match, the United States title on the line, Kalisto going up against Ryback. Uh, what'd you think, Doug, about that, that him trying to get heat off the bat by making fun of CM Punk? I mean, first of all, I thought this match was super fucking fun, and I thought Ryback was fucking outstanding from from the CM Punk stuff. <laughs> To the the pre-show stopper on the weight belt, yeah. I thought it was crazy, and I thought he was just like flat out good in the match. I think they worked hard. I don't recall much of the pre-show match of Mania, like how that went, because it was sort of like a party atmosphere, and there was a yeah. lot going on, a lot of talking, a lot. I don't I don't recall much Ooh. of the match, but. And with me of missing so much of the product lately, I don't know how like long Ryback's been on this kick of being like pretty fucking entertaining but holy shit was he entertaining here i thought he worked his ass off he for sure saved callisto's life because that the springboard planchet the outside he didn't get any distance on he would have fell on his fucking head if, if ryback didn't on on the apron if ryback didn't hustle up to catch him he he legit like saved him an injury 
I hope he gave him a big hug when he got to he gave the big guy a big <laughs> hug when he got to the back. But uh, if that was Miz, Kalisto's probably would have been dead because Miz didn't fucking catch anybody on dives. <laughs> but uh, I thought they had a super entertaining, super fun match, and I thought the Ryback was like super entertaining here. I I know we're gonna get into some. Maybe he was out to prove a little bit of a point, or maybe with what we're gonna talk about later. But or maybe he's been pretty entertaining for a while and just because of so long of me not following the well, product. I feel like they haven't been showing him too much on Raw, right? Right. So. I mean, this the build-up for this match was, hey, I got a victory over you on SmackDown, so therefore I get I get a rematch. So, I uh, mean, what did you, did you guys like think that Ryback was sort of off the chain here? Because I felt like he was. He was felt, it felt a little different, or it felt different, I should say. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely, in my opinion, better than the WrestleMania yeah. match. But yeah. when I first saw it, it came out, I was like, look at this shit off the bat, getting the heat. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, because it took me a little while to, because he kept the, the, the camera angles looking at, you know, the, the belt. And I was like, the, the what? I couldn't read it. But I was like, look at that, the pre-show stopper. And I was like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't just mean, I mean, the. No, the, no, his wrestling too. The, the punk shit and the, that was, I don't know, the weight belt was, was start and all. It. But he just seemed like, he really just like worked his ass off. And I don't know, man. I just thought like. I. This was like a super fun match. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's overshadowed by some stuff on the main card, but I mean, that's just because like some of the stuff on the main card was like really, really good. And this mm-hmm. was like an eight minute pre-show match that was super fucking entertaining. I don't know. These guys tore it up. I was super happy with this. Yeah. It really set the tone for the pay-per-view. I keep saying pay-per-view special event, I guess, but this match is still called a pay-per-view. This, this, this match really set the tone for the event in my, in my eyes. And I felt like it just really like got the momentum going in the favor, got the crowd hyped yeah. up and yeah, the, the, the crowd was really responsive for this matchup and, uh, Kalisto ended up getting the victory, but yeah, like you said, it was a, it was a fun and entertaining matchup. So I have to go back and rewatch it. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, you, you definitely owe it a watch if you missed it. It's definitely, uh, it's, you know, no worse than the third best match on the card. No hmm. worse than that. Good stuff. Uh, and that takes us into the actual main card. We kick things off with the new day coming out, cutting a promo saying how they're ready to watch the matchup. And, uh, Enzo and Cass come out. They're going up against Vod Villains to determine who's going to be the number one contender for the tag team championships. Uh, and at this time, our food had arrived. We had ordered pizza, and it had just gotten there. So we were in the kitchen fixing the food, and we come out, and the trainers are standing in next to Enzo. And we're like, what just happened? Because that's how quick this match came to a halt. Um, I mean, it was scary. It was a definitely a scary moment. Uh, to watch the replays and and mm-hmm. see what had happened. When you watch it in full time, you're like, oh my god, his neck is broken. He's he's paralyzed or he's knocked unconscious or just all kinds of crazy. Oh my gosh, his eyes are wide open and he's yeah, not responding. Like, yeah, uh, Simon Gotch threw him into the ropes when he was going to slide down the bottom rope. He mm-hmm. his head hit the rope and then his head hit the ground. Sort of a the, whiplash, the, the whiplash, yeah. And, Oh my gosh, ragdoll mechanics. And then you see a replay, you can see his eyes crossing. Mm-hmm. And then we saw another thing where he, how he was breathing. Yeah. Oh man, it was just, it was very scary. And it's still kind of cringe when I see that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it could have been a lot worse. But he is okay now. And he has yeah. a concussion. And just, I mean, the match was completely stopped 
you know this this match is over. We're not we're not even trying to continue this because uh, Enzo needed uh, medical attention. They brought out the stretchers, put him in a neck brace, brought him to the hospital. Um, fortunately, and you know, it, it wasn't anything too serious. I mean, a concussion is always serious, but it could have been so much worse for Enzo. And uh, I'm and, interested. I mean. I don't mean this to come out morbid, but I'm interested to see how they handle this with how long they keep him out after a concussion. Like, because they've sort of set a new tone with how they have to yeah. handle this stuff. It's like it's a it's a minimum thirty days, and then after the thirty days, hey, let's get you in the ring and see how you're how you're feeling. Do you feel any wooziness? Do you feel lightheaded? Are you like saying are you saying that's a ruling that they put out, or are you saying that's a you think it's a thirty days? I want to say that it's a standard. Uh, if if you're diagnosed with a concussion, that's an automatic 30-day, no mm. compete. Uh, and then once that gets done, you're reevaluated. Is it going to be okay? Do you have any further symptoms? Because like they want to check the severity of it. Yeah. Like was it was it just was it a regular concussion, a light concussion, or a, a serious you know heavy duty concussion? I mean, all concussions are serious, but sure. You know the severity. Like I said, the severity of it. Um, there there for sure can't be any more of this. Uh, guys toughen shit out stuff right. especially after everything that's happened in the yeah. past year they've really they've really got to be by the book on this stuff mm-hmm. and so I was like yeah I know you were wanting your big moment to shine but your health is much more important yeah. uh, than, I honestly my first like knee jerk reaction was it was a work to get the um, a heel face dynamic in the tag match and yeah. keep, keep Enzo and Cash strong but the way that the mood changed from the announced team and just like seeing how Kaz was reacting mm-hmm. like ringside, the way that the mood changed so quickly and how serious they were about it very quickly, you could tell like instantly once they started commenting on it that this was like not like an angle. Yeah. Which was interesting to see how quick they turned it into like the like very This is a serious situation. Right. Uh, for me, I was watching the referee because you know how in certain matches, whenever they take a big bump, the ref will go over and hold their hand and they wait for them to, to squeeze it and right. saying, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm just down. You know, he went, checked his hand. He wasn't doing anything. So that's whenever he, he was like, dude, guys, back it up. Right. Like, we need people out here right now. Um, so it was a very scary situation. And you could tell it was something serious, by the way, Kat, because their corner was the opposite side of the ring and Kaz like swiveled all the way around to the mm-hmm. opponent's side. I guess just from seeing the impact of just it, be he, like, Dude, he could okay? tell it was fucked like from Jump Street. But yeah. I don't know. And then the New Day were sitting there next to him. And they got, they were, because they kept doing shots of New Day and they were like goofing around like eating pizza and like yeah. using the their phone and, and stuff. And they got real fucking serious real fast too and you could just tell that it was not an angle. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, his eyes were crossed. Eyes were open. And, like, and, I, and this is not no way of making a joke of the situation, but how he's breathing kind of looks like a fish. Yeah. You know, fish out of water. Going and up and, you know, yeah, out of water, like you said. And I was like, oh, man. I, you, like don't, I was, you don't want to see that with anyone, you know? Right. It, it is a da- dangerous thing to do what they do, but, you know, there's a way to do everything with try not to get hurt. But it's just scary, and I'm like, oh, man, I, we're all hoping, you know, nothing mm-hmm. bad, bad. But concussion is still bad, like you said, but 
I mean, I don't think they did been... anything out of the ordinary. I think this was a, like a relatively like routine spot. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just sh- fucked up shit happens sometimes. Yeah. Just happen. You mistime you can, it or, yeah, you or something like that. You can practice the move over and over and over, but one little thing that yeah. can change it or and, uh, you mess up and it happens. I showed my, my boss the video. And he was like, "Oh my gosh, that reminds me of the of the guy who died in the ring when Rey Mysterio was going to do the six one nine, like he died. What was it? Uh, Paraguay Junior. Yeah. And whenever oh, he whenever yeah. he fell onto the ropes and it like crushed his throat, like it could be the simplest thing. And so, it, you don't know if it's going to be a broken neck. He could be paralyzed. It could be a, a crushed throat." It could be anything, so you you always worry, and so you know, not like I said, not to make light of a concussion, but it's only a concussion. It it, it could have been so much worse. And that video is, I know it's like I think people just watch that video out of like morbid curiosity, mm-hmm. but that like Paraguayo Junior video is fucking chilling to watch. Like yeah, once because once you because when you know the guy's dead going in, like man, it's just so fucking. Ugh, I don't I don't know. It's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And but, that was uh, again. That was just like a pretty routine thing as well. You yeah, know? it's just something you can just mistime it by half an inch, and that's it. So that's you know, we we talk about wrestling and how entertaining it can be, but there's also that that risk that people take, and you know they're not kidding when they say don't try this at home unless you know. Unless you're going to like a wrestling academy, a wrestling school, and learning how to do this, don't do that kind of stuff at your house because it could be much worse. Um, so you know, if if you love the business, that's great. If you want to be involved in the business, go to a school. Don't practice with your buddies in the backyard or, or something like that. Um, and like I said, thankfully, he he was okay. Was able to move his arms and his legs. He got uh, dismissed from the hospital that evening. And uh, is now on the road to recovery. Yeah. So just a scary, scary moment um, for for all of the parties involved. Because, you know, Cass obviously concerned because they've been best friends for, for so long. I mean, they, yeah. like, they went into the wrestling business together and, you know, they started out with one another, basically. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, you know, like he said on his promo on Raw, that's family to him. That's like his brother. Uh, so naturally he's, he's upset. The villains, you know, they don't want to be having people think that they're irresponsible or hard to work with or, oh, you're going to, you know, do that to me next. You know, they don't want them thinking that they're dangerous. And so that naturally they're upset because it's like, oh man, you know, you can't put that on the villains. Yeah, no, not at all. But you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, it's, it's tough for everyone and all the parties involved. Um, but thankfully, Enzo will be okay. That's that's the most important thing. Uh, but like I said, the the match was ruled a no contest. Later on, they announced uh, on Raw that the VOD villains were awarded the uh, the number one contender uh, matchup. So uh, there was that. Uh, but they went right back into the uh, into business. Uh, the next matchup: Kevin Owens going up against Sami Zayn, and these two definitely delivered. We know that they have great chemistry together, and I think they they proved that to to everyone uh, at Payback. What'd you guys think of the matchup? I remember enjoying it, but I'm I don't know. It sounds bad. My memory shot on certain things. Yeah. So I don't have anything else to say on that. Ooh. <laughs> How about you, Doug? I mean, I think they killed it. I think they had the type of match 
they were sort of expected to have, and I think they had the kind of match that they needed to have. I felt... And the crowd was hot for it. Well, not only was the crowd hot, but they are really good at getting like the emotion of the the angle across with each other. They they did a really good job of sort of sucking you into how you're supposed to feel about this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they've been doing it for years, you know. They they've been they yeah they've been yeah. Feeding, yeah. They've been <laughs> for years. These guys know how to have fucking matches with each other if, if it's anything, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean. I thought it was a great performance from both guys. I thought they killed it. Um, I'm not surprised to see Owen go over. It's sort of what I expected. Uh, if anything, I was what I was more. I knew they were going to have a good match. I was more surprised with the way that they bled over into the post match interview and then bled that over sort of into mm-hmm. the finish of the next match. I thought that was really well handled. Yeah, it was a nice change of pace. Uh like I, I thought because I you know we didn't know what to expect and after the match he get in the rings like give me the mic. I was like, oh he has to kill time. So I didn't know what was gonna happen next, but I was like, oh he's he's killing time. He's gonna cut a promo. But you know Did you guys think that they were originally slotted in for like shorter time and they Got to have a, like a more drawn out match because they had time to kill, or Possibly, did you think yeah. they were already always scheduled for that amount of time? I'd say that they were saying they were probably told, "Hey, go out there, you get you know five extra minutes, and then hey, Owens, after your match, you know, stick around or whatever." Sure. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that was, that was done. I and I think Daniel feels the same way. I felt like Owens is just killing it like i know i like laughed at almost everything he said on commentary how he handled things and stuff and i'm like this is literally the kevin owens show this is really cool i like this how he's getting you know well going back to the the um him talking to byron and stuff Mm -hmm. and you know said that you know he's done with Sami Zayn. he beat them and all that stuff now i can focus on getting my title back and all that stuff yeah just that I don't know how long those two matches take. Was that like an hour? Was that almost an hour? It's probably like 35, 38, 40 minutes, something like mm-hmm. that, between those two and like all the stuff in between. Like I I know people really loved that commentary shit, and I thought he was perfect on the po- – like the stuff with Byron I thought was <laughs> to a T perfection, like what he should have said, what he should have done. I thought he was fucking awesome. I thought the commentary got old after a while. I thought they it was like a little – too overbearing. I mm. thought like they could have did about five minutes less of that shit and they would have been like a lot better. I thought it sort of, and I know the point was to keep it sort of about his character and getting over how his character feels and what his character is going to do. But I felt like it got like a little overbearing and I thought they could have shortened that up and it really, I know that it played into the finish of the Cesaro Miz stuff, but it overpowered every fucking thing that happened in the Cesaro Miz Took match. Took some of the focus away. Yeah, and, and I know that was probably the point, <clears throat> but still, I I could have done with about five minutes less of the shenanigans like commentary. But the I, but he was good up until that point, and he fucking killed it on the in the ring stuff and on the mic. But mm-hmm. I'll admit it did take a lot of my focus and stuff with all that stuff because I was laughing. I I thought it was yeah. hilarious. Well, but you're going yeah, back just, and listen. You know, you listen to what to, he's saying rather than what's happening. I mean, in the I ring. do watch what's in the ring too, but mm-hmm. that took more of my focus. Yeah, because you're focusing more on what but, he's saying. <laughs> uh, Cesaro and Miz. Um, Miz, how did it turn? I forgot. It was in Miz one? Okay, they the. Sammy came out and jumped over the booth on Owens. 
they brawled up yeah, onto the apron. Cesaro went. It, Cesaro had missed tapping. Yeah, I remember that. They yeah. were on the, but they distracted the ref. So up. Cesaro went and shoved them both off, which I thought was fucking awesome. <laughs> and uh, then Miz rolled them up from. Uh, yeah, roll up. But and uh, then, I thought that was a super. I thought that was a perfect finish to that match too, because I knew they were going to give it to Cesaro. But if they were not going to give it to him. That is the finish that protected him well. Yeah, and he still looked like a bass. Like, get the fuck out of my match. Mm-hmm. And th- yeah. Uh, how do you feel about? Because they're obviously advertising it. it. I think it's gonna be a fatal four way for the the title. My problem with that is that Sammy doesn't have a legitimate claim to be in the match. Yeah. Other than he's still pissed at. Uh, he lost. I mean, like the Owen shit. Like, the disrespect isn't that he beat him clean. It's, like, that he kept fucking rubbing it in after the match. Yeah. That's oh, that's Sami Zayn's gripe. It's not not that he got, like, screwed because he lost fair and square. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I mean, it could be one of those where it's, like, he he's being inserted into the match only to prevent Owens from winning, you know? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything in my power to make sure you don't win that title and you know, and, it's, and if I end up winning the title, that's a one-up on you. Ha, ha, ha. You see, I, I hope he's not in the match, and I hope that there is a there's like a way that you can book this to where you don't go right back to a rematch between these guys, but keep them in the same blood feud. Like, Owens can still chase the title, and they can still have all this fucking heat between them that mm-hmm. you, can play, you can pay off later. I think it's a mistake to put him in the match. I don't think he has a kayfabe-like reason for being in the match. And, uh, you know, I just think it's a mistake. I think these guys can keep this feud alive without Owens being in that match. I mean, without, without Zane. Zane. Zane I think it, it'll be a good match. But, like, it, I have mixed emotions because, like, you, you put Cesaro in all this stuff. And, like, I want Cesaro to win, you know. Yeah. And then you have Owens coming back in there. And then Sami Zayn's coming to you know, make sure not to, you know, uh, for Owens not to win. But then I was like, I know that Zayn... And Owens, you know, um, they're fighting, and and Zayn looks good too. I've just lost my track of mind. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh man, it's brain farted big time. Yeah, that's that's how a guy loses without losing any of his fucking credibility. And I thought it was perfectly booked because Owens is right back on track, so he wants his rematch. Uh, Cesaro was fucked out of his finish to his match. And Miz is still the champ, so that all fucking makes sense. They kept Cesaro strong. They kept Owen strong. They kept Zayn strong. They kept the heat on Miz. They did all that fucking shit without making anyone look stupid or bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, why can't they do this for the fucking rest of the show? That, <laughs> I mean, from from the that match, for both segments and everything in between, the promo, the commentary, that was all super well handled. Mm-hmm. Not possible. No, it is possible. I'm just being they sarcastic. Did. They, didn't, they didn't make anyone look like shit. In no, the, no. No one in those two matches came out looking like shit. Everyone retained their heat. Everyone retained their credibility. Yep. It makes sense why everyone is going to continue feuding in the manner that they are. And it elevates Zane. the title a little bit more. Yeah. Because Owens... It's like, his, I want that fucking title. Yeah, he's like, I want my title. And that was the thing. I told Tyler this during the, uh, during the event. I was like, I'm so glad that he's not saying I'm focusing on the WWE title. He's like, I want... The Intercontinental title, which means, oh, this is a valued possession. It has value to people now. Like, it's simple as that. I want this title because it has something, you know, it has some meaning of importance. So They couldn't have done anything in these two segments, this this one segment of two matches. They couldn't do anything better about the, the whole mm-hmm. thing. 
it was it, perfect. Yeah, it really didn't impress me how it bled over and all that stuff. So, like, just that whole 35, 40 minutes, I was like, wow, that's impressive. I didn't know that yeah. WWE could do something like this. It was really good. It was enjoyable. Yeah. All all four guys had their shining moments. Mm-hmm. So, um, I dug it. But, yeah, Miz does end up defeating Cesaro. I bet and, Miz uh, is happy he's in something like this. He, I don't know... It, where he came from recently like he sort of just stepped up his game uh like he's gotten a bit more focused lately over the past few months i don't know because there was a long period of time that he wasn't really doing anything like they'll put him in something small and drop him yeah like he wanted to um, to train or make uh, neville awesome then mm-hmm. it's like oh i'm gonna also train uh aj styles and all that stuff and just little things that drop quickly yeah, but I mean, like he's becoming a more credible mid card guy, you know. Like they, ha- I'm, I'm assuming they gave him the Intercontinental title for a reason, with the exception of bringing Maurice back for the Total Diva show. Uh, you know, I just, I don't know. There's something about him. He's, he seems, he seems different in the ring. Uh, he, he carries himself a little bit better. I don't know, Doug. What are your thoughts on? on yeah, this? I mean, he, they, they've definitely tweaked the gimmick. I think Maurice adds to the character. I like how she keeps saving his ass, like and like you know, uh, pulling him out of danger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I like how they vibe off of each other. Where she's sort of like the oh no, do it like you do it at home, and, like, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And um, I don't know, man. I mean, he's not there to look. He's there to to. He's best when they make him like a total chicken shit, and they've 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 totally shifted to where he's like full chicken shit. It's like mm-hmm. there's no like rule. He's all he's all heat and not credibility, and that's sort of what you want out of that type of a heel. Yeah. He's not the heel that needs credibility. He's just the the heel that needs to be able to fucking get it done dirty. Like, I'm still the champ, right. though. Doesn't matter how. Yeah, like I thought, not to go too too far ahead to Raw, but when he was on commentary on Raw, and they were like, "Yeah, but what about this Miz?" and he was like, "I fucking won." <laughs> he's like, "I won the match. No like, controversy. Period. Period. I am the winner." Cesaro's shoulders were pinned down for three seconds. That's the most important thing. So, um, yeah. So, after that, we got to see, uh, moving on from that, Dean Ambrose going up against Chris Jericho. One more thing before okay. we move on about Miz. Sure. You, in that sea of guys, you sort of need the, the guy to hate in, the, in those group of guys. Yeah. Because those are all guys people like. They need the fucking... Owens is the, the heel, but he's loved. Right. You know, and then you got two really popular faces. Yeah. You got to have that guy. It's like, oh, go away, Miz. He's like the, the perfect guy to hate. Yeah. So uh, after that, we got to see Dean Ambrose going up against Chris Jericho. Um, some pretty good action from these guys. What, what did you think, Doug? Yeah, it didn't really move me much. I yeah. I hate to look. Jericho's getting older, man. He's just lost a step. He feels like the type of guy who's going in there and wants to prove that he can still hang with these younger guys, yeah, but he, but he just them. can't. And it's like it's not really. Hey there, fellow young children. Yeah, it's. He could he could probably have a better match if he like toned if he tried to tone down his style and have a more basic style. Mm-hmm. But it feels like he wants to be like I'm still a work rate guy, and he's fucking lost too many steps to still be like a super work rate guy. He now he's a character guy. He's probably more of a heat guy. Like you know he needs if he toned it down a little bit better, he'd probably do better for himself. But mm-hmm. I feel like he wants to. He he feels like he still has something to prove. And I feel like man, you proved all the shit you need to prove. You know like. Just tone it down. The, and, I mean, the build-up for the match was was well done. I think his character work has Im- improved and has been the best of his, you know, past couple of runs in my eyes. 
it's been the least that it's bothered me. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like it's under. I th- I don't think I don't see how anyone can deny just watching the match. He's lost a step. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's there. It's uh, unfortunately it comes with age. Yeah, I'm know? a fucking old dude too. I can't. I'm, I can't run sprints. You yeah. know, I can't run like I did when I was in high school or or middle school. Just fact of life. It's not a disrespectful thing. It's just like a a, a it is what it is. Yeah. Thing, mm-hmm. you know? I know that he wants to you know wrestle like the newer talent. I think he did Finn Balor on one of the tours and stuff like that. He's yeah. mugging hard for that Nakamura match. And yeah, God. he does. Yes, he is. He is. He wants Nakamura. Yeah, he's going to make you look like shit, Chris. You <laughs> go wrestle someone else. <laughs> so, Tyler, what do you think about the matchup? Uh, no, I, I agree with Doug. And, like, I don't know where gonna, they're going to go with. I mean, I know there's still going to be a Chris Jericho. and um, Isn't he taking a break again? And the, the, I heard the, that, too. So, I, shoot, I don't know. But I still have love for Chris Jericho, and I always will. But, um,. Because he's the best in the world at what he does. See, I don't. Uh, Do you so understand what he's saying to you right now? See, I don't think people. I think people are under the impression that you can't be honest about what you see and still have love for. Like you, just because you recognize that he's lost a step doesn't mean you love him any less or you have any mm-hmm. less respect for him. I don't. Think, I think people think like if you're critical. Then you're fucking hating, or you're talking shit. I used to love this guy. Yeah. You're a hater, Tyler. I hate him. You're a hater, Tyler. No. I'll, I'll always have love for. Yeah, Jericho. man. It's and um, it is what it is. But it's what it is. I agree with Doug. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Ambrose ends up getting the victory. Uh, so to a nice surprise, I'm glad he was able to get the win. Um, and after that, we got to see the women's championship match: Charlotte versus Natalia. All I remember. Is I think I was taken out of this match. Yeah, I think that's just their what ti- it was. But I was just out of it big time. Their to me, their timing was off. This was definitely not I think their you best watched match. It more than I did. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this was not their best match. Their match at NXT Takeover um last year or the year before, it was far better than this one. Uh, the the ending was terrible. The trash. Yeah. It was yeah. a it fucking was awful, good. terrible finish. They were, I mean, the pay per view was. I keep. I'm gonna say. No, it's just keep saying pay per view. Like what it is. It was fucking humming along at a nice clip. I mean, sure, Jericho sort of slowed us down a bit, but overall, this was like a real like downer, like in a really overall like really good event. Mm-hmm. And uh, they the match was not great between the women. The finish was fucking stupid ass horse shit, and for also Brett was bumming me out because the man you could tell he didn't want to be there. He was there for Natalia. He looked like he could barely like get around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very slow with the sharpshooter. He was very slow with the walk. It felt. Did, did you get Natalia had to sort of like help him down? Yeah. I mean, yeah. God bless the guy. Just had like prostate surgery mm-hmm. or whatever. But why? Did, I, uh, I, well, I think he was there to help give Natalia the rub. I'm sure, but. God, I mean, it was just a bummer just to see but him I mean, so. Does she pain. really need it? Like, not if they're gonna do horse shit like this. It was gonna yeah. be a, it was gonna be a good match with a good finish. So, I mean, sure, whatever. Yeah. I mean, actually, no. I mean, I actually have a problem with the fact that, like, with your revamp of the women's division is so heavily focused on the heritage of the family of the two women that is not predominantly but all men other mm-hmm. than them, and so that I think is a big problem. Not to mention that. 
even if they're if you're gonna do it anyway, at least make it good. And it wasn't good. Yeah, it was just a bummer all the it's way. Like around. a women's revolution that's focused on who their father's oh, father and uncle yeah. is. And also, we fail in execution anyway. Yeah, no pun intended with the excellence <laughs> of execution. But yeah, the the match it was not good. The, their their timing was was off during the match. the The ending was crap. Like I get what they were going for. But I don't think the crowd wanted to see it. The the viewers at home were oh, like, like what the hell is that. this crap? You got it. Yeah. It was just fucking stupid. Yeah. It's Off like, really? Bat, it got it. And I was like, are they really doing a recreation it's like they, of the screw job? Brett's there, so they can't fucking resist like, calling back to that. It's yeah. like, get out. Jesus Christ, get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. It's just one of those. It's dumb. It was dumb. But Charlotte ends up defeating Natalia with the screw job finish. Lil Nate. In the back pocket of Flair. Whatever. And the fact that it was just out of nowhere. You know, the, like Charles Robinson has been one of the most respected referees. And but he's Lil Nate. He's Lil Nate, though. I don't, whatever. Put him in the robe. I just, I had higher hopes. And I was kind of let down. Uh, after that, the whoa, show. Wait, 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 you did have higher hopes for that match? Yeah, for Charlotte and Natalia. Because I know that they can deliver. They can deliver a solid match. I've seen it. It was... But NXT... Would you say the NXT product is different than the regular... It's the still It's still the same two competitors who are saying... But they could change things. I don't... You know, I don't... Whatever. But, uh... I mean, heck, their, their match at Roadblock was better than this. So, you know, take that for what you will. Uh, but then the show kind of came to a screeching halt as we had. It was like a hot pre-show, a hot like first hour to hour and a half. And the women's into the McMahon shit was just fucking grinding to a halt. <laughs> grinding to a fucking halt. Yeah, Vince comes out and says, well, it's time to pick who's going to control this thing. And Get your ass out of here. Yeah, Stephanie, come on out here. And she talks and talks and talks about... What all she's done, and then Shane comes out and talks and talks and talks about all he's done, and then Vance talks. I don't don't give a fuck what you've done. (laughs) I want blood and disembowelment, and I want to see my children kill each other. See, okay, maybe it was, maybe they're going to play it off as it was like a network TV thing, but do you remember how they were making a big deal about Flair saying, kill yourself to Natty or whatever, and Vince is like, "Ah, I want to see you fucking rip each other's guts out. Yeah. (laughs) So weird, right? I mean, I guess it's the network, well, and they can say whatever the fuck they want. His, but still, his favorite era was the Attitude Era. <laughs> Listen, guys, what you don't get is this is a new era, so they have to kick it off with a hot new idea, like a McMahon versus McMahon feud. We got to start this off with something innovative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what we can have is a build-up towards WrestleMania 33, where Linda comes back. And they're all in for you it. Shut your dirty mouth! I and don't want to fucking hear it. Don't don't <laughs> will this into existence. And they you have, shut your mouth. And Vince picks a superstar. Shane picks a superstar. Stephanie picks a superstar. And Linda picks a superstar. And the winner of that match at WrestleMania gets control of the WWE. It's brand new. It's a new era, never been seen before. And also bring back Vince's bastard son. No. No. So anyways, this was, I know they probably had a little bit of a time to account for because of the Enzo thing and they needed to well, stretch I mean, hey, a little bit, but God damn, this went so long. It went so long. The ending had zero purpose. Yep. Uh, 
and it's not it's not that they were required to fill the entire time. They've had pay-per-views on the network in 20 minutes early. Yeah. And they've had pay-per-views that went 45 minutes over, which was a terrible... Both cases completely unnecessary. Yes. So I'm okay with them ending the pay-per-view 10, 15 minutes early if it takes out from this segment. Well, the thing about the network is you feel like you get... Like, if they end early and you paid $50 back in the day, you feel cheated. Yes, but when you pay 10 absolutely. you're like, fuck it. Let's, I got to go to bed anyway. Let's go home <laughs> <Yeah>. early. <laughs> let's wrap this thing up. I got work in the morning. So, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the outcome... Like, in the UFC, I can totally understand people getting pissed off because it's like, I paid 50, 50 bucks, bucks and this main event lasted 14 seconds. You know, I totally get that. Yeah. I fully understand. There's no way you got your money's worth if that was the only fight you're interested in. Um but yeah, you're paying ten bucks. It's the WWE Network. You can go back and watch it as many times as you want. So yeah, cut it short a little bit. Who cares? Like wrap this thing up, Vince. Wrap it up, B. And then for you to go out and say you're killing the momentum. Like <laughs> you take you definitely like killing well, all the positive momentum to the main event at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But I know the crowd was definitely behind Shane when he came out. So Well, of course. Why would they not be? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is the baby face and angle. Mm-hmm. But when you build up as Vince is going to pick who runs Raw, and then after a 15-minute promo, Vince goes, ah, screw it. I, you both do it. I don't, a last-minute decision. You, you, Fuck it. Yeah, you're, you're both going to run Raw. Good luck. I mean, you shouldn't be surprised. They've already not delivered on the stipulation of the Shane stuff, so yeah. it's not really much of a surprise. Um, and I love how they keep calling back to it. It's like, Dad, he shouldn't even be here. He lost his match. What, like... Out of out of the sympathy of your heart or something? I was supposed to write him out of my will. He's not my child anymore. Damn it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. So Shane and Stephanie now have to run Raw together. And we'll talk about that further a little bit later on. But that takes us into the main event of payback. Roman Reigns going up against AJ Styles, WWE World Heavyweight Championship on the line. And uh I thought these two did a really fine job. The, uh, the match itself, I felt this is how they should have been booking Roman Reigns in his matches for months. He looked like a badass. He came out there and went toe-to-toe with AJ Styles. AJ Styles being the quick, fast, uh, agile. Roman Reigns being the strong powerhouse. I thought it was a great job that they that they told. Uh, the Great story that they told. I agree. I mean, I think that it was a really good main event that could have been great, but the false finishes like killed the momentum of the match. Mm-hmm. And I think it sucked away the drama of the match. Yeah. Because I think after after the first one happens and you're like, wait, did they do that? And then they restart it and then you sort of know where they're going from there. You know it's gonna you know Stephanie's me in the dick. You know Stephanie's gotta come out and one up Shane at that point because that's a stupid story that they've set up and like you know the the work the work of AJ and the work of Roman was really good and it was killed by the bo- the overbooking of the mm-hmm. the finishes. Yeah. Um not to mention that the uh, they think that the the interesting they think that the more interesting angle is the McMahon shit, but I what what I think is more interesting what I think most of the fans think is more interesting is how the bullet club shit's going to play out. I think that mm-hmm. that's what people were interested in. And I understand that if you want to, 
not sort of blow through that right away this few weeks in the first pay-per-view if you want to spread that out a little bit and get there eventually. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But that's the drama that people are interested in. They're not interested in the McMahon drama. At least I'm not interested in the McMahon drama. Yeah. I mean, I get that Shane is the kayfabe, like, agent for change and all that, but I don't think people give a fuck, like, about them bickering back and forth. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the the crowd reacted, so I guess some people do. But well, I, mean, I think also people were thinking that um, they were going to get a conclusive. Well, the the brand change or you know like split. I think some people were thinking about that. That's why they were wanting to tune in to you know Vince. Like, what was he going to say if they're going to bring you know Raw SmackDown like s- split roster? Yeah, I mean, I think they can even they can still do that even now. But I mean, I meant like as far as in the match, like itself. Oh, like I just thought that what what I think is interesting and what I would like to think most people think is interesting is was the Bullet Club, like how that's going to play out, and what I think what they thought was interesting is like who's going to one up each other, Shane mm-hmm. or Stephanie, and that's the least interesting part of it. And it really hurt the match, and the guys were working hard and having a really good match, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, but uh, I. I mean, it was too much good work to kill it completely. It was still really good. It just could have been great, and they fucking kneecapped it. Yeah. Because I, I... Cut their legs short. I actually did fall for, like, that first time, like, uh, was it the, the count out? Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? That's really going to how They're going to end this? I, I bet. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, okay, yeah, I can see this feud continuing a little bit further, because... Like, like you said, uh, what's happening with the Bullet Club? How are, you know, are the Usos going to turn? Or is Roman turning? You know... Is it brought up more compelling stories, and then they did the false finish after false finish, and then we finally got the ending, and it was like, okay, you know, what people were expecting to happen ended up happening. Did you? Well, I don't, I don't, I disagree with that. I don't think I think people thought we were going to get an answer with the bullet oh, club yeah. that night, and we didn't, which is fine. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I, but it I eventually. think the intrigue was. Who's gonna win and how is that gonna happen? Not, but the intrigue was killed once they did the first false finish. Then you knew Stephanie was gonna come out and went up them. So mm-hmm. the intrigue of all that stuff was gone. It was just a, it was a McMahon power play at that point. Yeah, and then uh, that's what sort of killed it for me. Yeah, but overall, I felt like this was uh, a really solid pay per view. There's a couple spots where you can where you can tune out and uh, not miss much. You can skip the 45 minutes of like the women into the McMahons, but everything else is uh, worth your while to watch if you didn't see it. And then but at the end of the pay-per-view, you saw Vince talking to Shane and Stephanie, and they agreed on um, the rematch. Rematch. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And it's in another three weeks, so see how it goes. Yep, really good stuff. So with that being said, let's dive on into Raw, the uh, the first Raw post-payback and uh, we get. We, hey, how would you start off a hot new raw of a new era? Of a new era, uh, but, but think fresh. Think something new. Let's see, something fresh, something new, something that's never been done. Uh, what if we have Stephanie and Shane go out and cut about a fifteen-minute promo? That sounds like revolutionary. Thank you. And you know what? I'll one up it even further. Toss in Kevin Owens. Well, I did like the part that <laughs> I did like the part that Kevin Owens feels like a player because he's going to come out and like shoot the shit with them. That felt uh, like an important thing to me. Yeah, I just didn't think we needed necessarily. I like I'm not, I'm not interested in like a McMahon feud at this point. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Bit dud. 
and it's it's the whole oh we're seeing this whole new softer side of Stephanie and she brought the picture that Vince crushed and she's trying to be nice and coexist and all this crazy madness well I mean it's clearly a front like they're clearly yeah. playing up that she can't really keep it up that she can't control mm-hmm. herself when she breaks down and Triple H will be back too and then they'll yep. both be against Shane that's right and then then they'll lose to Shane at I know I know it was lame but SummerSlam it's gonna last until SummerSlam I bet probably so uh, it's I be know the battle for Raw and SmackDown I know it was pretty lame but didn't you feel like it was a positive step that Owens was the guy who came out to fucking like get involved in that there. Yeah. yeah. Because it feels like not just anybody can walk out as lame as it is and talk to well, the big mans or whatever. You know, like this things are changing and like and we all know Kevin's uh, Kevin Owens is great, but like seeing the stuff from the pay-per-view mm-hmm. and now it's just like going in a good direction. Yeah, I mean, it's it's refreshing to see newer talent because we're not getting Big Show, we're not getting Kane, we're not getting Cena, we're not getting Orton, you know, Well, <laughs> knock on wood and all that. We can um, interject Cena into with the new people. And they will, but it's sort of... You know, I'll take Cena, but you fucking keep Big Show and Kane at the house. <laughs> you know, we're not having to deal with, with Hornswoggle and, and all that, so... At least we're getting something. I'll take Hornswoggle. You keep Big Show and Kane at the house. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Kevin Owens pleading his case, saying, hey, I never got my rematch. I won last night. Let me have it. And uh, Cesaro comes out, and they say, well, hey, how about you two fight? And uh, the winner becomes the number one contender. So, now we have a match set up. Kevin Owens, none too pleased about that, at least. Um, so, the matchup takes place. Pretty good action from these guys. And uh, Miz was uh, was on commentary for that, I believe. Yeah, and he he and Maurice. Yes, and uh, and then Miz decided to get involved after Cesaro was it Cesaro attacked or um, somebody picked up the belt. I don't know if it was Miz himself or someone, and I felt like he thought like he was going to come after him, so he just fucking pops him one, mm. and something like that, something to that effect. There was yeah. there was shit going there on. Was the altercation, in, yeah. if you will. And uh, and so Miz got in, got involved and attacked Cesaro, getting Cesaro the win via disqualification. Uh, and then uh, Sami Zayn joined in the fight, and they all brawled. But Sami Zayn was left standing tall, grabbed the Intercontinental title, held it up, and the crowd was. Going I love nuts. Sami Zayn, but it makes no sense for him to be in the match. Yeah, I would not put him in the match. Well. More than likely, we'll see it. Yeah, of course. We're, I mean, he's not. He only mugged with that belt for like twenty minutes, so he's in that fucking match. He like uh, looked longingly at the. I mean, look, he's a fantastic performer, and he really made the way he like longingly looked at the crowd, like with the belt. I was like, "What do you guys, guys must, think?" Yeah, I mean, that that was great, but it just makes no sense for him to be in the position. Yeah, obviously, he's gonna be in the match. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got to see. My God. How terrible was this? Uh, I forgot. R-Truth and Tyler Breeze backstage with Goldust and Fandango. And this whole, I don't know what this is. It's got to stop. It was terrible. Hey, let's give them something to do. Like, okay, I get it. R-Truth wanted to be tag team partners with Goldust, and he said no, and then it went the other way around. And now they're each getting their own tag team partner to make the other person jealous. So they're hanging out, and R-Truth is carrying around a twig. And 
They're trying to make each other jealous. 40, 40 old, 40 year old men trying to make each other jealous by saying, Hey, look who I have as a tag partner. Ha ha ha. Am I getting that right? Yeah, I mean, I I don't have a problem with forty year old men trying to make each other jealous. I just don't. Uh, I mean, what, it's basically what it is is that, um, they were sort of it, basically the scenario can be like summed up like it's like two people who were like dating and then like one was like ready to push forward and the other one was unsure and then those sort it was of one flops. saying I love you while the other one was said I think we need to break up. Yeah, and then the other way, and Ooh. then like now they both sort of want to get back together, but they can't just like be big enough people to say that they that they they fucked up and that they want to get, get back together. together. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. just trying to make each other jealous by being seen with like you know uh, hot dates, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> Check out my date. I guess that's where we're at. But yeah, I mean, what do I care about? I mean, forty-year-old men can make each other jealous. It's just, <laughs> I'm all right with that. This has just got to stop. The uh, the match itself, Tyler Breeze going up against Goldust. Well, give something for Tyler Tyler Breeze to do. I I am happy that Tyler Breeze got a win. I'll say that he needed that. But this whole thing is I don't know. I feel like it's gone on long enough. Then our truth and Goldust are going to dump their dates. So then Tyler Breeze and Fandango are going to get together and they're going to yeah. beat down. On our truth and gold dust. You yeah. bet your ass that's what's gonna happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be the. I don't know. I'm whatever. fine with it. I mean, I just feel like this thing has been going on for months, and there seems to be no resolution in sight. It's like there's gonna be something. Ah, uh, the resolution is like what Tyler said. That's the resolution. Yeah. They're gonna get jumped by um, Breeze and Fondango, who are gonna be a team, and then they're gonna be a team. Yeah. No one dumps me and gets away with it, bitch. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, after that, we had the New Day come out and uh, talk about the match. Um, you know, now announced that Enzo was okay for the most part. And they have a picture of him, thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, and it was, you know, the New Day has had a history of doing stuff like that where they say stuff not necessarily in their character, but they announce certain things. Like when they were like, hey, we just want to give mad respect to you guys, you know? And I was like, hey, this was a scary thing that happened. Fortunately, he's okay. Uh, the VOD villains are going to be the, the number one contenders. So now we have to look forward to that. VOD villains come out, cut a promo saying, well, if Enzo was a real man, he would have gotten up from that. That got quite a bit of heat. Um, and then the Dudley boys came out, cut a promo on them. And then Big Cass came out and cut a promo on all of them, called them all soft. And then we had a tag match, players. I thought this was... A good way to keep Enzo and Cass in the mix without Cass, uh, without Enzo being there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, Cass feels like the afterthought in the group because Enzo is so like, uh, quick with the words and in your face. But I felt like this made him look like... Uh, I mean, I want to say like he belongs, but that's not really the right, the best word that I'm looking for. But It made him look stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it made him like not seem like... Enzo's tag team partner, and it right. made him seem like you know his own man. You and know? Cass, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I thought it was a good way to keep him in the mix, and I thought it made Cass look good. Before we go any further, I do want to go back to Payback a little bit and talk about Enzo's ring attire. Did you happen to catch that? It was Chewbacca, right? He came out in the Chewbacca uh, suit, and then his uh, his gear was uh, like R two D two styled 
or I'm sorry, C3PO style, either one. And he also had a uh, a microphone with a lightsaber. Yeah, I saw it. that. He dropped just, the mic, too. Just, just a nice touch. Yeah, he dropped, uh, he dropped the, the mic whenever he came out and had to run back, back and get, get it. it. So uh, just really good stuff for that. I liked it. Um, I, I I can't re- I know they did the Hey Arnold thing, but I can't remember exactly what they said. Do you remember? Stoop kid's going to be stoop. Or something along the lines of like kicking the football head or something like that. You, you come out flexing your arms like Arnold, more like Hey Arnold, and we're going to kick your stupid football heads. You should have never got off the stoop. Yeah, that's, that's basically what it was. Something like that. Yeah, I can't remember, but now that sounds about right. <laughs> stoop kids afraid to leave the stoop. Anyway, so we got an eight man tag match play as Holla Holla. Uh, the New Day with Big Cass going up against the Vaude Villains and the Dudley Boys. Uh, anything to take away from this matchup? No, I mean, I just thought it was a nice way to keep them in the mix. And yeah. um, I mean, it made sense. I mean, luckily the numbers evened out to, <laughs> to where they had the same <laughs> team. So. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was good for Big Cass to get the win. So. Uh, really good stuff. After that, we got to see Emma going up against... Oh, I will say that they pinned the right fucking team. I'm glad that they pinned the Dudleys because they already beat the Dudleys. Yeah. So then they don't bury the Vaudi... Not bury, but they don't, like, take away any heat from the Vaudi villains because that is, you know, where they're going to get their heat back once mm-hmm. uh, Cass comes back. So that was good booking. Yeah. And you rarely do smart things like that. It's not even smart. It's just how things should happen. And they fuck little stuff like up that <laughs> so often that it's like... Sadly, like, no, we go have ahead to, and pin the number one contenders. It's okay. Sadly, we have to recognize <laughs> them when they do the right thing, which yes. they should be doing more often. Yes. So uh, after that, we got to see Emma going up against Becky Lynch, and uh, um, Emma got a uh, a surprising win on this. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I yeah. like both these women. Um, it was just a nice it was good TV to see match. Becky. I know uh, she got a nasty, uh, nasty bruise or black eye. Yeah, from, uh, Mania. from from Mania. So it was good to see her back in action. The crowd was hot for her. Um, you know Emma's really come along lately. But um, Daryl was mentioning that her her movements in the ring weren't very fluid. Uh, Emma, that that being Emma. Uh, Emma's always moved sort of awkwardly. Mm-hmm. It so, works. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, Emma does end up getting the victory, so uh, props for her. Uh, after that, we got to see the Ambrose Asylum with Stephanie McMahon, and Ambrose trying to... Back to the goofy. Poke the bear, and, hey, I'm wacky and crazy. Let's talk about this crazy stuff. And look at my plant, Mitch. Or whatever his name was. Mitch. Mitch. Look, I know what they're trying to do. Like, I... I it's not that I don't think, like, the, like the wild guy can have, like, a like a quote-unquote like segment show like i get like piper had the pit and stuff like that but it feels so different when piper does the pit than when ambrose does it feels so much more cheesy when ambrose does the asylum than well, when somebody like piper does the pit i mean also a lot of people these days are, are in the kind of in the past who's done it i mean the highlight reel was cool when it first started but it's not as cool now and i didn't really get into the peep show or the cutting edge and stuff like that so the shows they kind of do these days are not as like good everyone as- gets a show now Carlitos but I mean, Cabana. I mean, I know, like, but I'm just saying, like, it feels really cheesy, and I know people that say, was well, like, super cheesy. Yeah, but I, but I feel like people will be like, well, what about Piper? Piper the pit? Yeah, but it didn't feel cheesy when Piper did the pit. It felt like it fit him. I don't know. And maybe it that's like uh, barber shop. Maybe that's nostalgia talking. Maybe if I like went back and saw and saw some pits, uh, like tonight or something, maybe I'll feel differently about them. Mm-hmm. But uh. 
it just it just didn't it doesn't feel like the same thing even though that's what someone would argue you know what i mean yeah and it's one of those things where you know they have so many talk shows now you've got ms tv you got the um I mean, if they bring back Edge for, for something, you've got the Cutting Edge, you've got the Peep Show with Christian, you've got, uh, I already said Ms. TV, you've got the Highlight Reel, the Ambrose Asylum, like, you know, does everyone really need a talk show? Nah. Nah. I mean, I know back in the day there was the Barbershop, there was Piper's Pit, there was the thing that Paul Bearer had, um, there was, uh, what was it, Love? What was his? Oh, uh, what is it? I forget what it's called. Bubba Love's whatever thing. His chapel. I don't know. Anyway. Brother Love. But I forget Brother what it's Love, called. Yeah. And then you had uh, Carlito's Cabana and all that. So it's just too much. Oversaturation with the talk shows. Let's let's see some fighting. Um, but anyway, so Stephanie kind of fired back and said, oh, well, hey, guess what? Uh, show's canceled. We're bringing back the highlight reel. Yay. And so Jericho returns and... They brawl and Jericho smashes Mitch over the back and over the back of Ambrose. Oh God, Mitch is gone. So, whatever. Any thoughts on that? I mean, it continues the feud. So, their match at Extreme Rules will be to determine who gets a talk show. Yeah. Oh, really? Is it? No. No. (laughs) But I wouldn't be surprised if that's the stipulation. Oh, Jericho's leaving, so Ambrose can have the talk show. Yeah. The Jeritron 5000 on a pole match. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to smash it over your opponent. Whoever oh. wins, that means no one win- No one gets a show. They both get canceled. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. Everyone gets canceled. There you go. No matter what happens, whether it's the highlight reel or the Ambrose Asylum, we all lose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got to see a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the United States title. And... Um, Pretty entertaining stuff. I went. I thought that um, uh, what's his name, Corbin was gonna win. Yeah, I was really um, feeling that. We did get to see the return of Titus O'Neil, so that was nice. The crowd was. When was uh, it? Was it before this match or after that match? When we saw that commercial, it was that before weird, that weird commercial. Yeah, with Dolph Ziggler. That I heard that like ultimately like the um Ryback was supposed to like slotted to be in this thing mm-hmm. but I guess he's with his disputes yeah uh I guess we could go ahead and talk about that that is one of the uh one of the hot topics uh Ryback was actually told to quote go home uh before raw or during raw uh after they are having some uh some contract disputes apparently his contract is coming to an end and uh he would like for certain things to change and they're uh, not seeing eye to eye uh, they being Ryback in the WWE. And uh, Ryback actually made a post earlier today about how he feels that uh, the the wrestlers deserve more equal pay, saying, you know, the the winner's purse is a real thing. If you go out and win a match, you get more money than the person who lost. Well, I, I think he was making it more like everybody knows that this is like predetermined, mm-hmm. but the guys who are selected to win pay like they win for real yeah. Because they're more pot, they become more popular, and the mm-hmm. you know I don't have a problem with like putting guys over, right. but I would like to be compensated, like you know for you know helping to make yeah. these guys. Or like they're going to make more money in the merch sales, right? So why can't I make some more money? Because we both spend the equal time on the road performing in front of people. Like it's the same, you know, amount of time, except I win and or or I lose and they win, so they get more money. Like where's where's the value of that? You know. 
So uh, apparently there's some dispute going, and we might not be seeing Ryback on uh, WWE programming. One of the things that I do think is kind of cool is that for a long time it felt like there were no other place for these guys to go. Mm -hmm. Like if they were unhappy or if they got let go, then what are they going to do? But now it just feels like there, you know, other avenues open up for these guys. Like he could, you know, if they were interested. And since they got Camacho, I don't know why would they wouldn't be interested in a guy like Ryback. But he could go to New Japan for, mm-hmm. for fuck's sake. If if that was going to be a thing, you know, who knows? Yep, go over to uh, TNA or I don't know. I I said viable. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear the rumor about uh, TNA? Or Ring of Honor possibly interested in purchasing? Well, I have not. It's like it's, Saint, a, it's a Sinclair, not Ring of Sinclair, Honor. Sinclair, excuse me. Who yeah. owns Ring of Honor? Yeah. So, no, speculative no rumors and all that. Rumors are rumors. I don't know if it's a rumor. I think they're in the mix. Oh. I mean, it was it's them and that that other company that the uh, Harris guys work for. Wow. The what guys? The Harris twins. I don't know what that is. The wrestlers. They were a tag team in TNA and the Harris twins. No, I don't know. They were like eight ball and skull and they're like the DOA and stuff. I got to look that up. Yeah. But um, anyways, back over to raw. They had a uh, battle Royal for the number one contendership. Um, Rusev being the Poop winner Rusev. of that one. It came down to Rusev and Zack Ryder. Unfortunately, magic didn't strike twice for well, Zack Ryder. I bet people bit because Ryder eliminated uh, Del Rio. Did he eliminate someone else? Or that was just Del Rio? I think just Del Rio. And like, oh no, can we see like another, you know, WrestleMania moment? Another title match. For- I was like, no, Rusev right. is winning it. Like, bull. <laughs> Rusev. Poop Rusev. Rusev. Poop Rusev. I'm, I mean, I'm into like Callista Rusev, though. I think that could mm. be really yeah. fun. Because when I, I saw that the League of Nations, I mean, well, ex-League of Nations, that's in the ring and stuff, I was like, okay, they're not going to give it to Del Rio. He's already had a feud with Kalisto. And I was like, I don't see right now Sheamus, um, Kalisto. I was like, Rusev is taking it. I mean, in all honesty, I would rather them just, I'd rather just see Ryback wrestle him again because I was super entertained by their match. But <laughs> if it's not going to be Ryback, I mean, from the people available, I was like, fuck yeah, give it to Rusev shit. I was telling Tyler... Rusev's going to defeat Kalisto for the United States title. He's going to hold on to it, be very dominating. And then John Cena's going to return. He's going to challenge Rusev for the United States title. He's going to win, and we're going to bring back the U.S. Open Challenge. I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But Highly speculative. Rusev's going to hold it all the way to Mania, where he's going to come in on a tank, and then John Cena's going to come down. And I mean, look, I'm all about dominant <laughs> Rusev driving fucking tanks and shit. <laughs> I just don't see it going down exactly like He's that. He's also the TV champ. Did you see the, the uh, Did you see the video uh, before WrestleMania? Whenever Rusev walked into the uh, the arena for Mania, mm-hmm. like someone like someone had a camera backstage and they approached him and it was like, "Hey, did you bring a tank tank this time?" He was like, "Oh yeah, I think it's in the parking lot or something like that." Like he made a joke about, "Yeah, I'm, I don't think with the League of Nations you can only fit so many people in, in, in that tank, and I don't I don't think there's enough room for all of us." So. Uh, we might leave the tank out of it this time. I like that guy. I think he's yeah. like super underrated. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like kind of funny too. I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, was speaking of videos. Did y'all see that up up down down with Owens and his kid? Yes, I, I saw, saw part of it. Yeah, yeah it's, Sonic there's two parts. It, oh, okay. it's, 
it was cute. I like. I that. think I just only saw the first one. I love how Xavier and Owens were going back and forth about like entering fatherhood and talking about kids, and then the 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 son is sitting there just like self commentating on what's yeah. happening during the game. Oh, look at that! Hey, what happened there? Oh man, look at that! You can barely even hear him because <laughs> Owen is like talking over. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was very enjoyable. I liked it. Yeah, there's there's two parts to the video. Yes. Uh, I only saw the first part, so I'll have to go and watch the second one. Uh, after that, we got to see Charlotte and Ric Flair come out, and they brought Lil Nate to the ring, and all that. And Natalia came out and attacked. And He was Ric smiling Flair when and, he was like saying the answers. Yeah. Yes, it was. Like, I don't know. Doug, what do you think about this segment? Come out on the robe. I mean, I feel approximately the same as I felt about the pay-per-view. Yeah. I swear. And this is this going to sound bad with Rick. Every time he, like, says stuff and, like, and they're talking to him, he's, like, like smiling, like a big smile. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're like a goofy old man. You're acknowledging You're, you're hilarious. <laughs> you're ridiculous, man. <sighs> hey, man. You show some fucking No, I, I love Ric Flair. I've always liked Ric Flair. He's just... He always has a goofy Woo. side to him, man. Woo! You want to go, man? Let's go. Let's go. That's my line. <laughs> and then backstage, Stephanie approached Charlotte and was like, oh, I can't believe Natalia did that. And there's only one way to get back at her, and that's to have a rematch against her at Extreme Rules. And, you know, Rick, you know. Did he give Stephanie Nux? I don't I don't. I thought he did. Yes, he did. He did. Like, yeah. I don't know her. But he would not give her a woo because uh, Stephanie barred or banned, however you want to word it, uh, Ric Flair from ringside for their match. I mean, bars go with Ric Flair, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is true. Um, And he would not woo for Stephanie McMahon after that. Uh, But then we got to see the main event of the evening. I love you, Nate. I'm just kidding. Six-man tag match play as holla holla. AJ Styles, Gallows, and Aaron Anderson going up against the Usos and Roman Reigns. Thoughts on the matchup? I thought it was fun enough. Um, it was kind of cool to see these guys get in the mix. And um, I'm definitely intrigued how Extreme Rules are going to play out. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't yeah, know I like, I kind of like the aspect of, you know, that's his friends. Uh, AJ, that's his friends. But you know he's just trying to like find a balance. Like he's like he don't want to piss them off because they're good buddies. But like yeah. he wants to make sure like, like dude, hey, man, I'm trying I can to do, do my, my own. own thing. And then something happens, they attack him. Like no, you can't attack my friends and stuff like that. And then because I don't know how they're gonna turn this out with the Bullet Club or it's gonna be Balor Club or what what's gonna happen. I don't know if they're gonna turn on AJ if, if Finn's coming up or they're all gonna be some sort. Of, I just want to know how that's gonna turn out or if they're gonna like because I know they're I feel like they're they're like itching for like we gotta do something club. They're yeah. coming up with something. They're going to name something or do something. we got to get our own version of the Bullet Club out there. Well, you know? it's to me, it's weird because you have AJ Styles, who is obviously playing the role of a face. Yeah. You've got Gallows and Anderson, who are obviously playing the role of a heel. And then on the other side, you've got the Usos, who are trying to be the face, and Romans, who's more per- more so portraying a heel. Nah, I would say... Usos are heel, I too. I would say that Roman's sort of like a tweener right now. Mm. More than... I mean, he may. You may think that he has like he may be leaning hill with some tendencies. But yeah, I mean, right he's now, coming out with like that swagger and yeah, but swag. I mean, like Anderson and Gallows have done like bad guy things. Mm-hmm. Roman's just had a fuck you attitude. It's <laughs> a little bit different. I think he's more of a tweener right now. I mean, he's leaning hill. I could see like 
I see. I could see them playing it to where if they wanted to, they could just turn him, and it wouldn't be like a shock to the system. Yeah, but uh, I don't think he's like full fledged heel yet. Because also, I feel like they're not going to turn AJ Hill right now, and like, what are they going to do with this club mm-hmm. type thing, the Balor Club? I feel like it's. Uh, I think they've done a good job of sort of playing it out. I think it's intriguing, and I, I think it's sort of. There's no like, sh- for sure we know where this is going. It's like one of a couple of different directions, and I think they've done a good job of making because of like getting us there so far. I really felt at one point that uh, Luke and Anderson are going to see like, hey, you're not our, you're not being like our buddy we used to know in Japan mm-hmm. and they were going to turn on AJ. That's how I felt at one point. More than likely. that, that If any place to happen, it would more than likely happen at Extreme Rules. We got to do what, you know, Do it necessary. while there's no disqualification. Be like, oh, you don't want our help? Fine, here, screw you. So, um, but the match itself was fine. AJ Styles, Gallows, and Anderson end up defeating the Usos and Roman Reigns. And then, uh, then the I, brawl continued. See, I thought the chair stuff was actually well done because yeah. it made him, it kept him. Ba- it was a baby face without making him look like he didn't want to get down with it. Because it was like, look, I don't want to do it this way, guys. But then when they turned the tables and used it on him, it's like, well, I'm not a fucking punk. I will get you back. Yeah, I just like I'm not. That's not how I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But if we need to fucking get shit handled, then we're gonna get shit handled. Yeah. So I thought and that then, was cool. And then Roman saw it and was like, I can't believe you're attacking my cousins. And yeah, it was pretty well done. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, and it was. Um, some might argue like, well, obviously you didn't, Roman, you didn't get hit in the head by the chair, so you know that AJ had the chair, right? Because uh, you know they're sitting there holding your head, saying, "Look at this," you know, hit him. But uh, but he's gotten jumped by his buddies, so he he's yeah. like, "I better safe than sorry," you know, yeah. like. So uh, and well, then I wasn't, I wasn't. Me and my my boys are not gonna beat you down, but you jumped us, you know, fuckheads. I wasn't gonna hit you with a chair, but you know what? I'm gonna beat your ass. That's right. Going down, and uh, Roman Reigns ends up putting AJ Styles through the announce table with a pretty wicked power bomb uh, to close out the show. So, all in all, not too bad of a raw. No, I remain interested in the main event angle, especially after the way they really um, like they went, they complemented each other well in the main event of the mm-hmm. pay per view. So, I am still on board. Very good stuff. Did either of y'all get to catch uh, Lucha Underground? No, nah, I mean, no, no. Work is still a little wonky for me. Man, okay. I do what I can. What well, well, and what um, I could was raw. It had uh, it had Cage versus Johnny Mundo inside of a steel cage. Uh, I don't recall. No, who I won take that, that back. Match. I did saw the first part of it. You saw that match. See that? Probably no, on Facebook. I watched. Wasn't it? it was it was that? And then they had that. Uh, the, the trio champion. Yeah, I didn't. Th- I watched. Yeah, I think I did watch most it was of it. Four- Not the end part of the episode. Yeah. yeah, I did watch it. It was a four-team elimination trios yeah. match. I didn't um, get to see the ending, so I don't know what happened. But no, I saw the cage match in. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, shoot, I'm trying to remember what happened because I watched it. I think when it first came out. <laughs> yeah, that was last I mean, week. Same, same for me. Like I don't even remember who won, but uh, it was Cage versus Mundo inside of Cage, cage. one. Yeah, Cage one. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then uh, the second matchup, which was the only other matchup on the on the evening, I believe. I think. Oh, I'm pretty um, sure. Because it was the tag teams was um, well, actually the tag champions because uh, um, Angelico was Angelico not there. Was out, yeah. So it was like two that two um, members of the Son of team. Havoc and Evil East. Yeah. 
Oh, legitly? Mm-hmm. I know he's hurt right now. I don't know if he's just hurt when he's skating. Mm-hmm. But... Versus Rey Mysterio, Puma, and uh, Azteca Jr. Jr. How did Rey look? Because I haven't seen him in a while, and I like him a lot. He looked pretty good. He did. Um, the match itself, it was, I mean, it was chaotic. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joey was... Ryan with the crew. Yeah. Um, shoot, who else? The man? Disciples of Death. No, I remember seeing it was uh, Jack Evans, Jack Evans, PJ ben Black, Black, and, uh, and uh, Phoenix. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was someone else. No, nope. Those were the four teams. Okay. So, um, but the winners and new trios champions: Rey Mysterio, Prince Puma, and Dragon Azteca Jr. See, that has to show something. If if uh, Angelica was really hurt, because you know, mm-hmm. I really did. I felt like they had like they got the titles back from the Disciples of Death, and they didn't really do anything, you know, yeah. with it. And since he, I guess he was really hurt, so I got to pass it on. I know he's hurt now. I don't know if he was hurt when this was taped. Mm-hmm. No telling, no telling at all. But time to go into the hot topics. We only have one hot topic this week, and uh, it was also the Ryback, but we kind of covered that. Um, but former guest on the show, Robbie E, is expecting uh, twins. So congratulations to he and his wife. Really good. It's really a lot excited. of babies. I didn't find yeah. out until recently. That's I thought him and Tess Mocker was still dating. <laughs> yeah, they broke up uh, quite a while back. I believe it was right after they were on Amazing Race. And uh, okay. uh, and then uh, they went their separate ways. Our interview and, was with both of them. Yeah, when they were together and living together and all that. And one was in one room. Up. I think the other one was in a different room. They were both on the same phone, right? Uh, they were on the same phone line, but Robbie, I think they said he was sitting either in the bedroom or in the bedroom closet something along that so that way there wasn't like an echo effect oh gotcha uh while brooke was i think in the living room or something like that but um, toilet yeah um but yeah then they got married they both found someone else to marry and now are both expecting children so congratulations who did brooke Brooke marry uh i don't i'm not sure some dude yeah some uh guy who goes to the gym a lot i guess uh, but congratulations to all of them and all of the babies. <laughs> all the babies. Make them babies. That's right. Uh, so with that being said, it's time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions are answers. First question coming to us from Cody saying, so what did you guys think of Camp WWE? I didn't get to watch it, but I, I want to and see what it's about. It all was right. not as bad as I was expecting it to be. However, it was not very good either. Uh, it was. Is that about all right? Copy and paste. <laughs> yeah. I was... I don't know. I felt like some of the humor was a little too forced. Uh, there was definitely some audio issues for they were, me. They relied a lot on profanity. And yeah. I know we rely on a lot of profanity, but we're not like I, college. From the, the... Theirs is a lot of shock value. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. From the commercials, whenever Vince was trying to catch Cena, he was like, oh, I got to catch him like a something dog, something sexy dog. It didn't make sense. I was like, what? That That's pretty funny. much the whole show. Now funny. maybe some of the uh, some of the later episodes they find their know, groove. They find their groove, but this one uh, it was a rough. Did Vince start say for me. fuck? Because I felt like what? <laughs> did they, what did they fuck. Say? I know he said shit. Yeah, he said something. And I was just like, ah, oh, it's just weird to hear Vince. I mean, I knew. I don't know. I'm Dickless Dickface. You said that Patient Zero or something like that. Yeah, something Dick weird. Dickless McLoserface or something. Yeah, there's a lot of cur- cursing in it. Yeah, <laughs> and like some a lot of sexual innuendo. Like so the, what was the, it uh, like the, the older guys fucked the bear like twice? <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo, woo! That's what they should do. Have Rick just humping things throughout the season. That's what he does. That's what he does. That is literally every, what he does. Well, he every episode, a, he humps a tire, he humps a rock, he humps a bear twice, twice. twice. 
So is it like the older characters they do their voices, but no. like the younger, the younger. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. don't do like John Cena doesn't do no, Stone no, no. Cold doesn't do his. No. I know and Big Show does his. That, that's one of the things that kind of throws me off. It's like it's supposed to be little kids at camp, yet Mark Henry's got full on beard. Austin's got the five o'clock shadow. Rusev's got the 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 scruff. So Rusev is not Rusev. Like Rusev doesn't do his voice. Nobody no. is themselves except for Vince Slaughter Flair. That's my be. Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake later He's on. He's not on. The, he okay. wasn't on the show. Um, Triple H plays Quadruple H, but not himself. But not himself, which is weird. And it's like I, I did. I sort of like the what I sort of like the Triple H character because he's just like constantly trying to kiss, kiss Vince's ass, and Vince is like, <laughs> "Fuck off, kid." <laughs> 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 I'm about to hit you with this frozen bag of walnuts or something like that. And uh, did you notice the um, the speaking patterns that they did for Triple H? Um, Where like everything ends in. Uh, oh no! I we got to find the kids uh, and tell them that their parents uh, have died. Uh. Did you see the um, the dusty road was the yes, sign on the? That was a nice little yeah. touch. Uh, what was so, it? What? Uh, the road to get to the camp had a street sign that said Dusty that's Road. Right. Oh, okay, that's cool. It was just Dusty Road. So, But, uh, yeah, it's going to take... I'm going to have to watch another episode or two to see if they find their groove. Because, for me, the audio issues, you could tell that they were splicing audio clips together with McMahon. Uh, you know, maybe I just have an ear for that, or maybe it's blatantly ob- obvious to other people. But I could hear it. Like they they would cut off certain points, and then they would you, you would hear like the S of something that he would say before the line that was originally there, mm-hmm. and really? it was just choppy. I didn't, I, you know, like I'm I'm curious as to who mixed it because I, you know, it, it didn't. There's parts of it that <laughs> it sounded so chopped up, and uh, if you go. If you go back, if you go and watch the episode, the uh, the part where Cena is sitting by himself, lonely, and flares behind him, humping the rock, which is just weird to say. Uh, <laughs> and it's a rock, not the rock. I should say, <laughs> a rock. Um, if you hear him do the woos, it they only take two. Mm-hmm. It's woo woo, and then they repeat that about three or four times. So it's the exact same one. So it's just. It's the little things, and I'm like, eh. So maybe they'll tighten it up a little bit. I know the they pitched it as like a mature like viewer show, like since the beginning, but it was like a lot more vulgar than I thought it was going to be. To be honest with you, they have. Uh, so what's what's the storyline? It's a camp. They go to the yeah, camp. Yeah, but so it's just, okay. Yeah. They, so they, like it's just, this first episode was John Cena's homesick, and if he gets homesick, then he's going to want to go home, and then the other campers are going to want to go home, and that's going to shut them down. Okay. So we have to make John Cena happy again. Well, was the, the New Day spoilers. in it? Was New Day in it? No. No. Who were, like, the campers? There's uh, Big Show, R-Truth, R-Truth, Undertaker, Stone Cold, the Bella Twins. Kevin I saw Owens? Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens is there. Mark Henry's there. Like they Ambrose. Don't... Huh? Ambrose is there. Yeah. Like, you'll, you, they'll see them, like, running around and stuff like they that. They need to have the New Day in it, just saying stupid stuff. What's weird is, like, Triple H and Stephanie are the counselors. Mm. Uh, They're, and, like, the teens. And McMahon has a watch, and one of, like, it says, Hell in a Cell. Um, what was the other one? Sergeant Slaughter. It's, like, Slaughter, Project, Project Slaughter, or something like that. Yeah. And he turns it to that. If he, if he turns it to the Sergeant Slaughter, he raises up out of the roof out of the roof of one of the cabins he's got a rocket launcher so it's kind of strange it's better than i thought it was going to be but it still wasn't very good 
I mean, that's the perfect way I can describe it. <laughs> Did it exceed or lower expectations? I mean, I hadn't. I guess I had lower expectations, so I guess technically it exceeded, but I still wouldn't call it a good show. All right. Maybe in future episodes. Maybe they'll work out all the kinks or whatever. Yeah. It was not very good. It's like people are saying that the uh, Edging Christian show gets better the more you know what you I gotta it? say? I just turned the network on the other day, just like what's they're playing right now, and I caught myself snickering a lot of the Edging Christian. I was like, maybe I should go back and give it another shot. I remember watching the first 10 minutes of the first one. I was like... What the fuck? I'm not wasting my time with this That's, shit. Yeah. But uh, the other day, I swear they it was like it was like Sean Mooney and fucking uh, so uh, and um, no, not Sean Mooney. Who was it? Uh, I don't God. think I saw that one. No, who am I thinking of? It wasn't Sean Mooney. It was fucking. Uh, I can't remember who was on there now. But I was like, oh, this is not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Hmm. It still wasn't good. It was n- none of their shows I think could be like good on their own. I think they have to be good for wrestling shows. I, yeah, I don't think it's great, but I fell for it and I watched a few episodes. Edge and Christian, you mean? It gets better. Certain segments, <laughs> relatively certain speaking. Seg- certain segments. Wait for the best of episode where they show all the good stuff. But that was that was the day I was sick. I had the virus, so I stayed in bed and I watched like a few episodes. All right, so there you go. Uh, thanks for the question. Final question coming to us from Seth Rickson saying, do you guys think that Nakamura can make it in the WWE while Vince is still in charge, or would it be better for him to stay in NXT until after Vince is gone? Yeah, right, because they brought him in because they wanted him to be the face for, was it the Japan market, or how, did you, how would you say it? I would think so. Um, <clears throat> Here's the thing. I think Nakamura is... As charismatic as anybody in professional wrestling, maybe mm-hmm. the single most charismatic guy in professional wrestling, but it is not stereotypical WWE main event type of charisma. He has like his own like way of, of being charismatic, and I don't know... Like, it's, it's not like... It's not like typical like machismo like charisma like Roman Reigns has or somebody like that. He has a little bit of like sass and prance to like his charisma. And I don't Mm -hmm. think Vince I could be wrong, but I don't think Vince would understand what is appealing about that type of charisma. He doesn't understand Cesaro, so and not only does does he not do I don't think he understands it. I don't think even if he set aside the fact that he doesn't get that type of charisma and just went with it. I still don't think, and just accepted that other people find it appealing, and that even the, even though he himself didn't, I still don't think that he would have the restraint to let him be his own self without fucking with him too hard and like trying to change it into something that wouldn't work. So I'm not like completely confident that Vince gets or would not fuck with him enough to let him make it on his own. But at the same time, like if we look at more recent examples of guys like. Kevin Owens, I mean, Kevin Owens is the same guy he was in NXT. Not only is Kevin Owens the same guy he was in NXT, Kevin Owens is fucking Kevin Steen minus the spitting and shooting snot rockets on people and say <laughs> and getting to say fuck a lot. He's basically <laughs> the same guy. I mean, from the guy that that he was, he's, he's that guy minus the stuff that he can't get away with. And so I don't know if that speaks to... 
uh, Vince was just letting, willing to let him run with what he is because he's definitely look at Kevin Owens. You know, he's definitely not a Vince Kevin Dunn type guy. So I don't know if that means that Vince and Kevin Dunn just let, gave him a shot to hang himself, or if Kevin Owens has fought really hard to maintain his character, or if I mean I think he's a. I think it's obvious he's a Triple H project because yeah. Triple H brought him in. So I don't know if the Triple H Stephanie camp fought really hard to keep his character intact, but I think that is a positive example of someone who is not a stereotypical Vince guy whose character remained intact. So I think it is possible, but I don't know. It seems unlikely still, even though it does seem possible. So yeah. I don't know. I don't think Vince gets what is appealing about Nakamura and I don't think he would be hands off enough to just let him be his own thing, even if he didn't get him. But uh, I mean, we don't really know. I mean, yeah. it does seem like the they're they're. It does seem like the philosophy of how they run everything is changing. It seems like we're in a big sea change. So who knows? Maybe we're in the we're, middle. We're in the midst of a new era. New era. That was the oh, well. Actually, we're in it because yeah, that last paper was the first paper. I'm new in it. Era. Yeah, we're so I don't it. know. We're in it to win it. Uh, before we wrap up the show, uh, since we are talking about NXT, what were y'all's thoughts on uh, hearing Eric Young making an appearance? Um, I mean, I haven't seen it. Seen it? I just heard no, that happen. I right. mean, it's probably not going to air for a few weeks. Yeah. But um, how? I, I don't know. It's I'll have to wait and see and judge it by what it looks like. But uh, I'm not a huge Eric Young guy, so. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think it's neat that he's in there, mm-hmm. but you know, like I said, I wasn't a the biggest one, uh, biggest Eric Young fan. But it's still, you know, a lot of people are griping, you know, because like, oh, why are they getting all the TNA guys and all that stuff? But uh, there's there's a reason, yeah, why. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll see how the reason it plays out. for the season is pleasing. Sure. So, really I mean, good, good for him. I'm sure he's yeah. happy. Yeah. I bet like James Storm is kicking himself in the ass for playing hardball a little bit too hard. <laughs> yeah, all those people leaving because I was about to say, Son I think of a or, bitch. original wise, like I don't know if James Storm was the original, but he, I don't know if he was, but Biss and him seem like the only two left. I don't know if they're originals, mm-hmm. but they're close to it. But everyone else is like gone. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're gonna. I mean, they have Bobby Roode. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, so see what they stay tuned for that one. Yeah, so. Because <laughs> guess what? That broke up beer money. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see how. Hey man, if out, he would have stayed there, they would have done like a beer money esque type thing in maybe, NXT. maybe not. Maybe I mean because wasn't Cesaro and Ono in NXT around the same time, and they kept them separate? Yeah, I think they I think. W- I think that if had Storm stayed, they probably would have done the same. They're like, no, let's. We know what you guys can do together. Let's see what y'all can do individually. I don't know. I don't know, man. I know a lot of people really think that Bobby Roode is a really good wrestler, but I don't think Storm or Roode, either one, could hold Hero or Claudio's jockstrap. No, for I sure. Think, no, I, I agree. Think on they're you. both like superior wrestlers. I ag- I agree on that with you. And uh, I just want to make a comment. It has nothing to do really with anything it's just can we stop with the whole oh he's got a beard put him in the wyatt family where you that from oh my gosh it's like all over the internet anytime someone debuts and they have like a rocking beard they're like dude you should put them in the wyatt family oh i've never seen that like people were saying that about eric young oh put him in the wyatt family like i don't know hey tyler daniel's got a beard 
put him in the waifu. Yeah. Jump. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. Coming up on like two, three months. Uh, shave. Yeah. Anyways, so that's going to do it for us this week. Look for Daniel to be in the Wyatt family because they need to replace Luke Harper because he's out. I wouldn't mind the paycheck. I'll happily job. Uh, So, yeah, so that's going to do it. Make sure to submit your questions on our YouTube channel, WS Video, also our Facebook page, WS Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsForce.com and WrestlingNewsForce.com on Facebook. Subscribe to our show on iTunes and feel free to leave us a review by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Uh, Find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, and Player.fm. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, on Twitter, we are at, well, the show is at WNS Podcast. Uh, Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Aber. There you go. Good stuff for the podcast crew. I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week.